Hello and welcome. I'm Rich Perley and this is the Peer Digital Podcast. This show is for technology leaders who want to discuss important topics and issues of the day from a technology perspective. Everything from digital transformation, business continuity planning for coronavirus, legacy infrastructure replatforming, and much, much more. I'll be helping to guide your transformational journey, navigating through tough terrain while overcoming obstacles and reducing costly mistakes. Whether you're a CEO, CIO, or just trying to plug into the digital landscape, you need proven strategies and someone who has been there and done that. You can learn more and stay up to date at peerdigital.com. Rich Purley is CEO and Managing Partner at Peer Digital Advisory Solutions, a boutique consultancy that supports companies on their journey from legacy technologies and business models to the realization of a digital operating model. Rich shares insight from the perspective as former CIO and EVP for Global Services at Beckton Dickinson, now a leading independent consultant, helping Fortune 500 leaders take advantage of accelerating technology change, digitally transforming their organizations and culture. All opinions expressed by Rich Purley and Peer Digital and podcast guests are solely their own opinions. Hello, this is Rich Perley, and this is our third episode of the Peer Digital Podcast. And what we wanted to do today is do a little bit deeper dive into some of the things that we're working on to help support you, our customers, our friends, people who we've worked with in the past as it relates to COVID-19. As we were looking at how we can help companies on their return to work initiatives, the return to normal, whatever that is, we noticed that there was a gap of information out there. And what I mean by gap is that if you're doing business in many states or multiple countries, that there's not one place that's pulling all these different data sources together in a way that's kind of easy to understand. And so we we had some of our team members scour the web, go to state websites, go to Johns Hopkins, go to USA Today, CNN, Politico, local newspapers, and try to pull together these resources into a, a simple information graphic. We've also pulled information from the IHME website, which is one of the few places where we've been able to find where they're giving projections about when the curves in various states have have started to flatten or what their what their predictive models are saying. So what we've tried to do is organize this in a state by state as rows and and then having when do the predictive models say that it's safe to go back? When did the states stay at home orders expire? New Jersey's yesterday was actually just extended for another 30 days. What's going on with the schools? What's going on with the largest public gathering size? And trying to pull this into a you know simple, easy to understand format so that companies can use this as part of their planning. Again, what I've been in conversations about is most companies are taking a fairly conservative approach about bringing people back to work. They're thinking about waves, obviously organizing the people into different groups based on need and this has led us into really talking about and putting together some tools on, you know, how do we take this information, leverage it? How do we combine it 
with our internal information and how do we start to organize this into a program on getting back to business in the post-COVID-19 world. The other thing that we're really working on is a workbook that starts to ask you some key questions. It breaks it down into a number of sections. So what I want to do today is talk about those sections. And shortly after we release the podcast, we're going to have a draft 0.1 version of the workbook that we're going to work and iterate with our customers and with you all and make this something that is a free tool because we want people to have it use it and bring it into their organization. Some of the stuff you may have already, some of it may be new, that's okay. But really the goal is to get people thinking about what they need to do to get ready for bringing people back on site or to have you know some type of mixed model where maybe a portion of your resources come back on site and you still have a portion that's going to be remote or working from home. And really start to think through how you're going to make that work, right? What are the tools? What are the technologies? What are the things that you have to consider? Because we said it, it's probably going to be cliche. We're going to be tired of hearing it, but the world has changed and we need to adapt our work processes, adapt our businesses, adapt how we work together and keep moving on. I think a lot of folks are already doing that. I just put a note out on LinkedIn about backgrounds, Right, if something is uh, as simple as a background, being able to use a personal picture for folks that I'm working with is a lighter. It's a new way to express your individuality. So, again, just something to highlight as we're getting down in the details of things to think about, not just at the macro level, but also things to keep it fresh and keep it light. You know, in the midst of this very challenging time for everybody. This podcast is sponsored by Peer Digital Advisory Solutions, a boutique consultancy that supports companies on their journey from legacy technologies and business models to the realization of a digitally operating model. If you would like to learn more about Peer Digital and see notes from today's show, visit www.peerdigital.com forward slash podcast. Now back to the show with your host, Rich Purley. Starting to get into the specifics of the workbook, we've broke it down in a number of sections. We've got one in general that's key questions that are questions that we would ask for each of the sections. We're going to have some checklists, some things to consider. What should you be doing from a governance standpoint? And again, not going to go into the lowest level of detail, but just wanted to kind of give everyone a sense of the organization. And really governance, the point there is you can't just think this is going to happen organically. You need structure, you need a process, you need people engaged at the lowest levels, but you need a way to bring this up at the senior management level because my belief is that this is going to be an ongoing conversation with the board of directors at every company. This is probably the number one topic across the world on how do we keep moving on. As we've said in previous episodes, different industries have been impacted in different ways. And again, the purpose of this is to get you guys thinking about these frameworks, things that you need to do. Some of this is fairly common sense and straightforward, but having a checklist, having something that you can kind of bounce what you're doing against is always a good thing. And and like I said, 
what we want to do is iterate this and improve it over time because we are all of us are defining you know what tomorrow is going to be as we go through this process as we go through this shared learning experience so from governance we want to start to talk about your facilities what are some of the environmental changes that you have to make whether it's some type of new cleaning methodology working with your various contractors could be outside security could be your cleaning team we think that's changed if you're only bringing back let's say 20% of your workforce you know how do you cordon off parts of your facility so you only clean the parts that are absolutely necessary or or really thinking about that differently and we're going to have a section that talks through some of the thinking on that and again it's not just rich and my experience that we're pulling from you know we're going out to hundreds and hundreds of different websites trying to put together a best of breed frankenstein monster of information that in our estimation we haven't seen pulled together in one place so we're trying to take you know some of that hard work out for you all to make it easier and like i said to give you a tool that's going to be useful and something that you can bring back into your organization the next section is about people we're going to have some templates on how you should organize and think about your resources understanding skill sets thinking through who can work at home who may be challenged to work at home Obviously, there's a whole concern around personally identifiable information, PII. So obviously, you know, you have to balance some of those requirements against having this information. But the ultimate goal is to make sure that you understand who can work remotely, who needs to work in an office site, and how do you get that list and have those conversations at the right level in your organization so that you're finding that balance with your associates and with your organization so that, again, you can continue to get business done, do it in a safe way, do it in an effective way, and keep your operations running. And this is something that you want to do across not just your office environments, but as well as your manufacturing and starting to think through what happens in the event of if I have a breakout at one of my plants or one of my one of my office locations. And, and this really gets to risk planning and contingency planning because we believe those types of things are going to happen. I mean, look at what's happened with the meat producers and some of the challenges that they've had at their plants and what they've had to do. And again, we're going to start seeing different examples that we're going to have to use those real-time examples into our respective risk planning because, again, this is new ground It's something that none of us have done before, and we're going to have to continually evaluate the environment and make real-time adjustments to our strategy and to our plans based on changes in the profile of how it's impacting society and, and how people are reacting to the virus. So moving on from people, you know, again, talking a lot of this at a very high level. And after you listen to this and you start going through the uh, workbook that we're going to put out there, you'll start to see some of the templates that we're talking about. Again, I don't want to bore you on the podcast with the row by row, the column by column, you know, information that we're contemplating having to pull together. But we want to kind of lay out the, the structure. Again, next piece is about processes. The, the point of this is, is you've got your people, you understand the various skill sets that they have, and or maybe you don't understand the skill sets they, they have, and this, is, this can be a challenge. But now you want to try to tie those people to the different processes. And some processes lend themselves to being able to work remotely and others may not. Historically, and I'll use an example of desktop support. Desktop support 
10 years ago meant somebody was going to come to your desk and work on your computer and fix it. Many companies have moved away from that to more of a depot or a online support model. So there's going to be certain jobs that may still be problematic for you to be able to work and do in a remote location. And this is where you're going to have to make sure your people information and your processes, that you can cross-reference that so that you understand where their challenge is to being able to do stuff remotely. Obviously, you know if you've got a manufacturing plant, manufacturing for the most part has to be done at the plant. There may be certain things that you can do remotely, but the core manufacturing is is going to have to happen on the machinery and equipment that you have there. So there's certain things that just will be very difficult to do remotely, while others, you know, more of the traditional office work, it's much easier. It's easier to do them in a remote way. So again, taking your people, taking your processes, you know, lining them up. And then the last piece really is on this thread is is talking about the technology and how people process and technology work together. And this is where you're going to need to look at, do I need digital agents? Do I need big data solutions? How do I kind of bundle this together to make it work holistically? And some of this technology is going to take a little bit longer, but this is where you need all these pieces so that you can kind of evaluate what you need to do. What are some of the quick hits that you can do? What are some of the things that are going to take longer as part of a, a holistic plan on how your organization's really going to manage through COVID-19? And then obviously, you don't want to lose sight of any potential legal issues. And I would kind of put legal and risk management into a bucket. You know, what are some of the risks that you're facing from an organizational perspective? You know, what are some of the legal challenges? What are some of the concerns that you have? And then really, how do you pull all this together and make it work and, and customize it for your organization, for your culture, overlaying it on existing programs and projects? And that's probably another tab on that workbook is understanding your existing kind of macro work environment. What are some of the things that were important pre-outbreak? And then what are the things now maybe that are new importance? And I think that's going to vary by industry. And then, like I said, laying it all together and then managing it with really what we started with is your governance process. As I just talked about, we've got the information that we've been able to pull together. We've got an initial draft at a program workbook. And what our hopes are in pulling this information together and giving people access to this information is that it starts to and I don't want to use overplay this, give people hope about getting things back to the new normal, I think we're going to call it. And how can you start to take control? Because I, th- I think a lot of us, as I talk to folks, feel a little bit like almost we're out of control. And if you're, if you're like me, you know, type, type A personality, likes to drive things, this is challenging. And so the more that we can kind of organize, we can help our companies, help our peers, help our leaders organize this, put a plan around it, and start to think about what is the next chapter of this very long story? What does it look like? And how do we start to shape it for our organizations and really take ownership and control, I I think it's going to put all of us in a better place. And I don't want to oversell these resources. I think this is a starting point. I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done and understand that there's no, no wrong answers right now. I think we're all trying to find answers. 
I think we're all trying to do the best we can given these tough and challenging situations. But I think with all of us pushing in and working together, we're going to get there. I've seen a lot of great leadership out there, and I think there's a lot more to come. So let's just continue to support each other. And I look forward to hearing your feedback and to helping make the materials that we've put out there better. And please shoot me a note at richard.perley at peerdigital.com. Thank you for your time. and, And hopefully there was some nuggets for you as part of our conversation today. Bye.